0: Mike McDonald held his first press conference. And finally, eight days later, we have our coordinators. Welcome back to another episode of the Seattle Sports Show, where we love Seattle Pro Sports. I'm your host, Mikey, and today we got big news. I mean, there's been just so much big news in Seattle sports lately, but today is huge because we've been waiting for this for over a week now. We have our offensive coordinator for the Seahawks hired. We hired our defensive coordinator a couple days ago, so our defensive and offensive coordinator's positions have been filled for the Seahawks. We can really start to go into this rest of this offseason and start to imagine what this team is actually going to look like on Sundays next season. Scheme-wise, again, there's still going to be a lot of roster decisions to be made in You know, just, you know, who's going to remain on the team, who's going to be cut, uh, any trades that might happen, the, uh, you know, free agency, the draft, there's obviously a lot still going on, that'll be the the Jimmy's and the Joe's, but we know a lot about what the X's and O's might look like next season, All right, so we're going to talk about that, but I kept waiting and waiting because there was so much big news happening all across Seattle sports. Mike McDonald had his first press conference, and I haven't talked about it here on the podcast yet because, again, there were so many other things going on. I was like, okay, well, he had his press conference. They're going to get the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator hired soon. So I'll just, you know, cover all these other big things that are happening, and then, uh, you know, and then I'll talk about the press conference well so many big things kept happening that i didn't get to the press conference yet um and i still haven't even gotten to some of the other big things that have happened around seattle yeah i still haven't talked about uh greg santos being uh traded for for the mariners which i planned on doing this is what i was going to be doing on this recording but i was recording my biggest podcast if you don't know i'm a pretty big podcaster in the fortnite space i have like you know, one of the biggest podcasts in Fortnite, um, the daily Fortnite podcast, it's called, so you can go check that out. I was recording that episode tonight, and it was a big episode tonight because there was a big update uh, in that, and in the middle of me recording that, the news broke that Ryan Grubb had been hired as offensive coordinator, so... I decided this is an emergency we got to scrap the <laughs> greg santos we're not scrapping it. i'm still going to talk about it but i'm going to put that one off uh until the next episode because i have to talk about the seahawks now because i've been waiting to talk about the seahawks because i you know i was waiting for them to hire their coordinators i thought it was going to be a quick process again it took them over a week we finally got them but they're here so i i st- Still need to talk about that press conference because there was a lot that went on in there. So we're going to talk about the press conference first. Then we're going to talk about our coaching staff and all the hires that we've made and kind of get into what that means for the team going forward, okay? So let's talk about that press conference first. Mike McDonald's first press conference as the Seahawks head coach. There was a lot that went on in there. Uh, The first thing that stepped out to me is, yes, this guy is a young head coach. Yeah, the guy is my age. We're only six months apart in age. But you can tell the difference between somebody who's been a head coach for a long time and somebody who has not been at the head coach position yet. Um, you know, it, again, anytime you're going off of a legendary head coach uh, who had not seen many losing seasons. You know, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. Uh, I watch this press conference, and I see a lot of people out there that they were like pumped up by this press conference. I I want to know how how you uh, got that way, all right? Or what you took out of this press press conference that got you pumped up. I'm really excited about the X's and the O's that he can bring. And I am glad that during this press conference, he said that he's going to call plays because I think he's a genius in that way. I, you know, but, you know, we, I didn't come away from this like looking at it like, um, you know, like it's a Dan Campbell, right? Like I, you know, you watch Dan Campbell's first press conference and you go, yes, I'm going to run through a wall for that guy. I am ready to go. Watching Mike McDonald. Uh I don't know necessarily if he's his personality is uh introvert as I had been hearing the week up, you know, leading up to his hire, but he's definitely, you know, more reserved, that's for sure. And that, you know, maybe that's nothing wrong with that. Um, right? If he, if that's the way he is in press conferences and if that's how he is with the media, who cares if he can get in front of the team and motivate people, that's, what's going to matter. You know, if that's his personality in front of the team, then I'm going to be concerned because again, it just, as myself, somebody, if that was my coach, you know, if, if he was, and he talked about it again in this press conference that he knows he's monotone and he kind of has to be aware of that himself. And he has to watch that. Um, you know that's a little bit uh, nervous. I mean you've gotta motivate you gotta motivate young men and you gotta motivate fifty three young men so hopefully he's gonna be able to do that uh but let's talk about what it was actually said. There was a lot of stuff I actually did like in here. He did talk about the importance of people and players, and uh he said that was actually similar to the culture that they had in Baltimore, and that what was you know that was one thing that made the Seahawks job attractive is that he knew he was going to a place that had good culture, that actually cared about the people in the organization and the players in the organization. So I'm glad that he's uh, understanding of that and that's something that is important to him because, um, you know, I I think that is something uh, that a head coach should think about uh, and again i've just read so many uh books throughout my life from uh head coaches uh across all sports but you know football is my favorite so that's usually the ones i watch out uh read about the most and that's something you know all the greats uh of all time that is something that they think about and take time to um you know Make a part of their coaching is caring about the players themselves as individuals. Um, he said Jody Allen, Jody Allen, being in, being as invested as she is in the team, was also something he found appealing. Again, more speculation: How long is Jody Allen going to hold on to this team before she sells? Um, could it be a long time? I mean, they gave him, we now know, a six-year contract. They're saying it is the f- biggest contract ever for a first-time head coach so that was probably also appealing for him you know being six years and the biggest contract ever for uh the uh, for a first-time head coach again but that also you know being something that obviously shows that Jody Allen is invested and interested in making this team good and having uh, you know and possibly sticking around you know herself as owner for a longer period of time um he said that uh you know another good thing to hear was that he feels as though he and john schneider have a similar vision for the team going forward which is good uh because they're going to have to work together and uh you know it sounds like john schneider whereas he's probably going to take in a lot of input from mike mcdonald it sounds like he is excited and is not going to he's you know i don't expect him to like you know relinquish control of you know the football operations to mike mcdonald like john schneider's been waiting for this for a long time he's going to have control. So it's going to be important that they have the similar vision so that, you know, we don't see what we saw with Mike Vrabel where he's sitting there in the draft room, uh, you know, with the Titans waiting to see what's going to happen. And then he finds out there on the spot that they trade AJ Brown away, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it was something he was obviously not, uh, you know, knew was coming and he was obviously did not agree with that call you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, John and Mike should have uh, a similar vision, and they'll probably work together well, and, you know, hopefully, it's not going to come to any sort of situation like that, you know, also think about, um, you know, Harbaugh, right, Jim Harbaugh, I mean, also having to deal with things like that it, to where he uh, you know eventually uh you know things blew up there with them with the 49ers even though he was having so much success for uh you know for a number of years and could have kept kept them going before they got set back uh, because of you know issues between a head coach and a gm uh again he did say that he is going to call plays on defense so he will be calling the plays and again i think that is uh the thing he's going to be best at right now because that's what he knows best this is his first time being head coach so um i'm glad he's taking over those duties because you know everybody says he's the sean McVay. he's the young genius of the defensive side of the ball uh when it comes to scheming but also calling the place. So um I'm glad he's just not uh you know giving that up if that's really the reason why we hired him. If that's his best asset. Um as he said he's gonna do it for as long as he feels needs as he needs to and then he'll hand it off to somebody when the timing is right or if the person is right. Uh but for now I definitely think he needs to be and I'm glad he is the person calling place. Um you know, he said in the press conference they had already been contacting coaches to bring in for the staff. You know, well, it's bit it's taken a while, but, uh, you know, they, I guess they did their due diligence and, uh, whatnot and, uh, finally got people hired, but, uh, you know, I was thinking it was going to be a lot faster, but we got them. <laughs> and it, I think they got the guys that they, they wanted, uh, you know, that they were really, you know, wanting to get. Uh, and again, he, just hearing about how much of a genius he is with the x's and o's you know he talked about how they're going to adjust the scheme as needed for the players that he has here uh which is again a great thing to hear that i uh, he's not going to be forcing a certain scheme uh and he's not just like well my x's and o's that i came up with um and the way i do things is the best uh you know he sounds like like he's smart enough to know that like oh I didn't invent these things I have just uh tweaked them to uh be best for you know the 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 offenses that I'm going against in today's game. So he knows that if he needs to adjust things based on you know the team that they're going guess, against uh, on a week to week basis, he can adjust the defense. Uh, if there's players on the team that you know have certain weaknesses he knows you know hey i just can't put him in this position because they're gonna be <laughs> you know they're gonna look weak in that position uh and fail so uh, uh, you know that was that was good to hear Uh, You know, after he had that press conference, it was a short press conference. It was only like thirty minutes. Then he went on Bump and Stacy on seven hundred and ten ESPN and had an interview there, uh, and just talked a little bit more um, about how uh, you know again he uh, he knew a lot of people in Baltimore that knew people in Seattle uh, in the organization, and they all you know had high praise of the Seahawks organization. So that helped him, you know. Feel more comfortable about accepting this job uh, and he says uh, in this interview that he he's just going to be himself he can't be anybody else and I'm glad he understands that <laughs> you know uh, you know sometimes people get into a new position and they feel like okay well I have to act the way this other person acted as a head coach you know and that and that could be whether if he was you know it could be anybody it could be you know he saw he's taken over for Pete Carroll he's obviously coached with uh jim harbaugh john harbaugh okay he knows he can't just be the way those guys are he's going to be himself but like he said he knows he can be monotone and it's going to be something that he has to watch so uh hopefully he he can (laughs) have somebody coaching him up on that as well Uh, but he cares and he values the players and um you know he works hard to make sure that that comes across to his players that he cares about them and that he values them uh he said that it was a surprise to him actually during the press conference that um that uh people would say that he was a player's coach because he didn't think of himself that way but because of the way he, that he cares about his players and values his players and takes time to make sure that they learn and know what to do and feel the most comfortable, um, you know, his players players love him for that. Uh, and it, that just must be enough to make his reputation, uh, you know, over the you know limited number of years he's been in the league. But even with that, you know, they feel like, okay, yeah, this guy is a player's coach because he can – connect and care about the players um you know he said you know wait you know he tries to make sure that the players know that he's in it for them and that they respect and you know usually they end up respecting him because of that um he talked about how his defense can be aggressive But he wants to get the most with the least. Okay, I just talked about how I'm a gamer, right? And I talked about uh, Fortnite. But you know, we 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 normally talked about this in like um, like a role playing game, right? Where you want to where you're uh, you would call it min maxing, right? You want to put in the minimum effort but get the maximum results. So if you go look at his defense, the way he calls his defense, yeah, he is min maxing. He is putting in the minimum effort, but getting maximum results. Look how often uh, he blitzes. Again, he w- the the Baltimore defense, uh, the defense that he's been calling for the last two years, is one of the least. You know, they blitz one of the least amount of times uh, across all of the NFL. Like they're in, like in the bottom. It was like the bottom six or bottom seven of the league. Like they hardly ever blitz but they show you across the line of scrimmage that they're going to blitz then they just don't but they mix up where the pressure is coming from they they mix up which uh you know defenders at the line are actually rushing they're only going to rush four but they're mixing it up it might actually be those two linebackers in the middle and then the the edge linemen on the outside and then you got uh you know the interior linemen dropping back into coverage you might get the the two defensemen the two uh middle defensive linemen and then your two outside linebackers coming in uh or i mean your uh two yeah (laughs) linebackers getting into rush and then you're gonna drop your uh your your uh your outside uh linemen. Or again you're just putting six people up there on the line of scrimmage and then you just rush normally with your uh four linemen. But because you've shown so many different looks they don't know what to expect. Um and you can just keep rushing four, and because the offensive line uh of the opponent is so confused of where the pressure is coming from and the quarterback is so confused over who's actually dropping back in coverage and who's rushing. They, everybody's confused. Nobody knows where the pressure is coming from. You're able to get, you know, you're able to be the number one sack leader and pressure rate in all of the NFL with just rushing for a majority of the time. So, you know, like you said, getting that, um, the, the, uh, getting the most, uh, with the least, um, and again, this is something I, I love to hear him say. He said that his job is to teach the players how and why. That is so important. I, again, I think when he was talking about how he values the players and makes sure that um, you know, he cares and that they, that they know he's in it for them, teaching them the, what they're supposed to be doing, uh, the how and the why, that makes players feel so good when they actually can be taught and uh, then they understand how and why they need to be somewhere and and what they're doing. And then, as he said, you know, the evidence shows up on tape and it's easy to sell because uh, he's done his work so, you know, he's studied it so much that the evidence is there on tape. You show them how, you show them Why? then it actually works out that way, then the players are behind you and they believe in you. Again, this is what uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan is doing in San Francisco. He talked about it himself, all right? Uh, I, I just recently found out a lot of people don't know that the West Coast offense has been around since the 60s, okay? Kyle Shanahan, though, he's been studying it his whole life, right? Uh There was Bill Walsh, then Shanahan was coaching with Bill Walsh forever. And then guess what? Kyle Shanahan was born and he's been growing up learning about that and learning all the ins and out of that for his entire life. And he talked about that's why he's able to get his players to buy in and uh, why they are doing so good right now. Because he says, you know, it doesn't matter what question any player at any position has uh, for him on the offense he can tell them exactly where they need to be why they need to be there how it helps out the rest of the team and he can answer every question uh, for them and then they do it and it works out right because he has such a high level understanding of that offense Uh, and, and that's why those players are so bought in over there in san francisco right now well if we can get you know, the defense to buy in uh, and they understand that's going to work out for us on defense. I mean, we saw it last year, right? We had a couple of people leave the Seahawks defense, which again was, you know, the the 2022 defense was horrible. I thought it was one of the worst defenses in the entire league. And, uh, you know, we, we by miracle got into the playoffs and, and then quickly got... Out, but that's because their defense was so so bad right and then you you saw a couple of big names that left that uh uh left that year and they all complained about you know not feeling like they fit right in the scheme or that they knew what was going on in the scheme and that defense the the defense of the clint hurt has been running the last couple of years it, you know if somebody isn't teaching you uh the how and the why and you're and you're not understanding then yeah it could be really difficult but it sounds like mike has been working on that his entire life and uh will be he'll he'll be able to translate those things for the players and uh you know hopefully it's going to lead to big <laughs> big turnaround for our our defense here uh he says he likes the, you know, the diverse uh amount of skill set that we have on the offense uh, already. Uh he likes the culture that's here. Um, you know, that he's going to be quote-unquote chasing the edges. Uh I liked hearing that he says he's relentless. He's, you know, again, the way he ha- has, you know, been studying away and working so hard at mastering the X's nose on the defense and getting that down, I you know, he's going to be relentless about being, you know, learning what it takes to be a head coach now for the first time and, um, you know, getting on those players and making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. So, uh, you know, I'm confident in that. It seems like he knows – and And has the work work ethic that it's gonna take, so we'll just see how it plays out with his personality and you know his first time being in the position uh you know he's you know he said you know his relentlessness is gonna manifest itself in different ways than you might see with other head coaches, but he said it will show, and um you know believes that's gonna help him get results so there you go there there was this press conference and interview that happened right after. Uh, again, I mean, I, I, you know, I, he didn't do anything that made me ready to, you know, run through a wall for the guy. Um, and that part's a little concerning, but everything else I am like really confident in the fact that he will be a good head coach and that we can look forward to having him here for the next six years. And again, just the, the fact that they gave him a six year contract is so, um, so so uh satisfying to know that that's what they're doing it, it makes you feel good that they're actually you know have belief in this guy and will give him the time again when dan campbell was hired in the lions you know one of my uh co-workers is a big lions fan um you know he's like oh we're hiring hiring a tight ends coach um but it's like oh this guy's been you know an interim head coach before because that team liked him so much um he's got a great personality and they're giving him six years to build his vision so you got to feel confident in that so i'm feeling confident in the fact that again they gave mike mcdonald six years so that means they believe in his vision and they're going to give him time to uh build what his vision is and then uh you know hopefully he's able to succeed and uh, uh then that makes the team succeed all right so again there's a the press conference let's actually talk about those hires now okay so the first hire since then was actually Leslie frazier hired as an assistant head coach and this was a great hire um you know th- they've worked together for a year um uh in Baltimore Leslie Frazier I think is a great coach throughout his entire career um you know most recently being with the Bills and all those years he was with the Bills the Bills had good defenses so he's going to be able to help um with that kind of thing but just again him being the assistant head coach I think he's the older guy that is around you know he's almost you know, he's like almost 30 years older than Mike McDonald. So he he can be around there. He's the old veteran guy. He can be the sounding board. He can be the guy that is there for Mark that when Mike is now dealing with situations he has not had to deal with before because he's never been a head coach. And he's still young, only 36, right? If he's dealing with situations he's never had to deal with, Leslie Frazier can be the guy that's there for them, for him. Um, and he can also have this assistant head coach when Mike again is because he's going to be calling the defense. He's probably going to be working with the defense even more so in, uh, a practice than just like a, a head coach that would be going around and working with different units, right? He, he's probably going to be spending a lot of time with the defensive side of the ball, um, and, and making sure everything is right there so he can have Leslie Frazier there, Hired as the guy that he trusts to make sure everything that he wants to be done is happening around the rest of the building while he is, you know, sitting in there with the defense and, and focusing on that. So I think excellent hire. Um really excited for that one. Uh and I think just a really smart decision uh to hire somebody like a Leslie Frazier with you know decades of experience in the uh in the NFL. Now uh let, let's kind of go over some other hires we're, we're, we'll get to the offensive coordinator defensive coordinator they made us wait for those so we're gonna wait just a second more they went out and hired jay harbaugh jay harbaugh as a special teams coordinator hey jay didn't uh you know follow his dad to uh, san diego he didn't decide to go join his uncle over in baltimore uh that should tell you that uh obviously all the Harbaugh's have a great confidence in Mike McDonald and Jay Harbaugh trying to make a name for himself uh, you know decides to separate from his you know his immediate family and goes with Mike McDonald um, to be a special teams coordinator for the Seahawks again um, he's probably got great uh, advice you know took counsel from his father and his uncle saying like hey what if I go work for Mike Uh, and uh you know, I, I think I can start branching out if I go work for Mike i I'm sure Jim and John endorsed it, right? Because they think so highly of Mike McDonald. uh so that should tell you something. Uh then they h- hired Kirk Olavidati as a linebackers' coach. All right, um, then they um uh we'll we'll talk about the other the other one after that so let's let's go ahead let's talk about the actual coordinators that have been hired now Aiden Durd hired as the defensive coordinator all right Aiden Durd he has been the uh Dallas Cowboys the defensive line coach uh since 2021 all right so the last couple of seasons he's been the Cowboys defensive line coach and uh just think about that uh the, the the cowboys have been a top defense over the last number of years again yes dan cohen was the coordinator uh but you got to think uh, how good has that uh defensive line been hey they've been really good <laughs> yes they have some star players on that defensive line but i mean that has to tell you that uh dirt was part of you know helping develop that so um you know he's hired in here he's the coordinator but we all know mike mcdonald is actually one calling the plays so i think this is a good hire and a good step up for uh in uh dirt here uh uh, gives him a chance to you know sit, step up and get more experience uh, but you know Mike is the he's going to be the play caller so I'm still confident if we were just hiring Aiden Durd to come in here and be the defensive coordinator I would be a little bit more iffy uh, if we knew that like oh hey this guy's actually running everything on defense he's also going to be calling the plays I, I would feel a little bit more iffy but it's you know it- it's kind of like Mike has his vision. Again, he's going to have to be the head coach, so he's not going to be able to spend all of his time with the defense, but he can pass along what he wants done to Aiden Durd, and he can trust Aiden Durd is making sure those things are happening when he is spending time with special teams, when he's spending time with uh, the quarterback, when he's spending time with the offensive side of the ball. So, uh, again, not a bad hire. Again, uh, some other things about... It endured um one he, he's the first uh uh coach out of the united kingdom to get this high of a position so uh congratulations to him for that that's exciting um yeah he again he's been working in in dallas and uh worked with dan quinn and you have to respect Uh, dan quinn and what he does and dan quinn thinks highly of him because dan quinn hired him on uh to the staff when dan quinn was a head coach for the falcons he hired dirt there to be a quality uh, control coach and then obviously when quinn came to or went to the dallas cowboys he hired him there to be the the line coach so again um, when you see that a coach that you respect, uh, really thinks highly and respects, uh, you know, uh, up and coming coach, it makes you feel more confident about them. So I feel comfortable that dirt will be able to get done whatever Mike McDonald wants him to get done. Okay, so that happened and now the, the the exciting one that we've been waiting for even longer now, that just the news just broke while I was, <laughs> you know, recording another podcast. Ryan Grubb has been hired as the offensive coordinator. So we don't have to worry about Husky fans getting mad now. I again, we heard Chip Kelly was in here for <laughs> an interview, he was in the building. Uh, you know, people were feeling like it was, there was a good chance he was going to get hired, and Husky fans were losing their minds. Like, it shouldn't matter. He, he, he coached at Oregon. It's been 10 years since that happened. He's a great mind, right? Who cares? But now Husky fans can rejoice and be happy because Ryan Grubb, the guy that j- just <laughs> was at a press conference for Alabama the other day and said that he was, yes, he was going to follow, follow Kaelin DeBoer over there and be the offensive coordinator there now, just a couple days later, it has now been announced that Ryan Grubb You know, this was first reported by Adam Schefter, I saw anyways, that, yes, Ryan Grubb is being hired as the Seahawks' new offensive coordinator. And uh, I'm still excited for this. Uh, You know, either way, I thought the two choices that we had were great choices, or the two choices that I heard that were the top choices, Chip Kelly and Ryan Grubb. uh, They're kind of different styles but I thought they were both great. I think Chip Kelly still got a great mind, still innovative, pounds the ball, runs a lot, and you got to love that and the way that his scheme usually creates space for runners, which I think would have been great for somebody like a Kenneth Walker III and obviously was great for Zach Charbonnet because Zach Charbonnet was at UCLA under Chip Kelly and uh was great there uh right so now we're getting ryan grubb again like i say g- uh, quite quite different okay so ryan grubb um he has been the offensive coordinator uh for the huskies in the last couple of years um and uh, i mean since they came to the Huskies two years ago, I mean, they completely overhauled that team and turned that team into something good because the Huskies weren't good before. It was because of Kaelin DeBoer and, you know, Ryan Grubb, what they were able to build on offense that got this team to where they were and got them to the national championship. This year, leading the nation in passing yards per game, leading first downs per game and third down percentage, placing second. Uh, in total offense and seventh in scoring. So, I mean, the, the guy can get it done. He can get uh, the, 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 uh, he, can, he can call a game. <laughs> he can call an offense. Now, again, it's going to look different from what we're used to, right? What have we been complaining about the last number of years? We got to get back to pounding the ball. We got to get back to running the rock. That's not going to happen. Yeah, Ryan Grubb does not run a balanced offense, okay? This is not going to be Pete Carroll. This is not going to be Chip Kelly. I know Chip Kelly, a lot of people, like, they look at that offense because it's a lot of run-pass run, pass op- uh, run pass option. People will think, like, oh, it's finesse. No, they pound the ball. They run a lot. That's why the, the Ducks, that's why the Eagles, that's why uh, UCLA – they're always near, you know, anywhere he's coached, they're always near the top of uh, the league of whatever he's coaching and rushing because they, they pound the ball. Well, what we're getting with Ryan Grubb, I'm sure a lot of you are know because I'm sure a lot of you are Husky fans, but in case you don't know, Ryan Grubb passes the ball a lot. There's a reason why they led the nation in passing yards per game. Okay? So, um... I mean over the last couple of years here's what they did in college you're not going to put these kind of numbers up in 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 the NFL because the talent is too high and too even it's not college but yards per game um 487 yards per game again being in a in a pass heavy offense uh they were sixth in scoring with 36.7 <laughs> again you're not going to touch those kind of numbers in the nfl because the t- the talent is just too high um but the passing yards per game alone 355.8 yards per game over the last two seasons again probably not going to reach that uh you'd have to have the most elite of elite quarterback and uh weapons in the nfl to be averaging <laughs> that across a 17 game regular season uh, but you know th- this is what we're looking at um th- they ranked 15th in drop back percentage and play calling they call passing plays 61.8 percent of the time we'll say 62 percent of the time basically basically two-thirds of the time the huskies were calling passing plays so again it's going to look a lot different if he if he's going to come in to the seahawks and, and run that type of offense it's going to be very different from what we used to from not just the last 10 years or 14 years with Pete carroll the last like 20 25 years in seahawks in general, is going to look very different. So we'll see. I mean, like you've been hearing me say over this last season, I think, you know, with the weapons that uh, Seattle has, like they could be uh, one of the top offenses based on that. So, uh, you know, Ryan Grubb, maybe he can get that done with this team. Uh, You know, being... (laughs) having a DK, a Tyler Lockett, a, a, a JSN, having um, K9 and Charbonnet uh, at his disposal. Uh, that I mean, it would be great to see the ball thrown to the running backs more often um, and uh, them gaining yards that way. So, you know, I, I'll be excited to see what we get out of that. I mean, some some other numbers for what the the Huskies did with Ryan Grubb um again we we can look at just this last year right again just showing how uh in just this last year passing attempts 574 to rushing attempts 411 yeah you know it's not not balanced at all (laughs) it's very pass heavy um you know they're going uh yards per attempt basically nine yards uh per attempt 8.98 nine yards per per attempt um you know they had 28 touchdowns this year uh you know passing uh you know uh, again again r- r- rushing wise just averaging 4.3 yards uh per attempt 118 yards uh you know per game again we're talking college so you know the, not the it's not the not the highest i mean uh Let's see here I mean they did have they still had 28 touchdowns on the ground which is great 38 touchdowns through the air um yeah I, I don't know uh third down conversion though like we said that is really good that's one of the, my biggest things is that Seahawks have not been converting on third down they were converting on third down at basically a 44 percent rate uh that will be much improved over what we had fourth down conversions they were converting at a 63 percent rate so um you know maybe again it's it's the nfl it's not college uh analytics are starting to take over a little bit more uh across nfl maybe we'll see them go for it on fourth down more uh, definitely more than what pete would have done uh pete while up to date with the game he was he's definitely You know, some principles he still had were more old school. You you know, he's going to, you know, punt or go for a field goal on on fourth down was the way. I'm guessing Dan Campbell wish he had done the same (laughs) in their last playoff game. Uh, You know, but maybe Ryan Grubb here, maybe we'll see, you know, more attempts on fourth and shorts than uh, we have over the last 14, uh, 14 years. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's what we're looking at. Ryan Grubb, offensive coordinator, Aiden Durr, defensive coordinator. I think the bigger one, uh, bigger piece of news there is Ryan Grubb because he's the one actually going to be running that offense and calling the plays on the offensive side of the ball. So I think that is a huge hire Um, and and one we could be excited about. I I don't have the stat in front of me, but I know the other thing about Ryan Grubb's passing offense oh before i get to that actually the other thing i gotta mention is ryan grubb is uh, bringing with him offensive line coach scott huff and again the way the huskies offensive line was the last couple of years if scott huff is going to come in here and he has the same sort of success developing nfl players as he did at the college level then my goodness, we are going to be really excited about what we get because that offensive line was looking like one of the best offensive line in all of college football. And that again, that was one of the things that got them to where they were. Uh, Every time I would hear that the Huskies were uh, underdogs in games, it was like, oh, well, uh, they're just not as physical of a team. And they're, they're going to get out physicaled it happened in a national championship game but the mo- most of the time um uh, you know and, and their de- their defensive line yeah not, not as good but their offensive line no matter who the opponent they uh they were aggressive they weren't you know getting tossed around they they could bring it uh, and again, they were one of the top offensive lines, so that would be really great to see. We we still have two young tackles. Um, we have Olu Oluwatimi, who I still think can either be your starting center or one of your starting guards. Um, uh, going forward, uh, this will only be his second year, and uh, he, he will be developing. So I I think that is Ryan Grubb alone is a great hire just for being able to you know, knowing that he's bringing that offensive line coach with him, that alone um, is worth it. But then the X's and O's, I think is going to be good. Again, it's going to be pass heavy. But one of the things I was going to mention that I really like about Ryan Grubb's offense is in today's game, you got motion, you got to confuse the defense, what they're doing. Again, look at what Shane Rodren's been doing here the last couple of years. And you saw You must have seen by now the JSN comments or lack of comments when asked about Shane Waldron and what he thought of Shane Waldron as offensive coordinator. You know what I thought. I thought he was just horrible. I'm glad he's somewhere else. I mean, I wish him the best. I hope he has success. You know, I know everybody works hard and it's their dream to get to that level and have success. So I wish that for him uh, in general. I'm just glad I don't have to watch him try to do it here. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, you saw how plain and vanilla the offensive play calling was here. Uh, Ryan Grubb, go watch those Husky games. I'm sure a lot of you probably have watched a lot more of the Husky games than I have because um, I I'm just, in general, uh, stick to pro sports. But the, the, like, the games that I have watched of the Huskies the last couple of years they motion a lot and that is so important again you need just the way mike mcdonald likes to keep the offense on their toes with his defensive play calling ryan grubb is going to keep opposing defenses on their toes with his play calling uh i i i don't remember exactly where the rank was i saw this stat a few weeks ago and i didn't save it but the the amount of motion uh and uh shifting that the huskies did uh was like in the top five again i don't remember the exact ring but they're top five for the amount of plays that they use motion and that they would uh do pre-shifts before the ball is snapped okay and that again that helps your quarterback out so much as well because you're motioning your receivers, you're motioning your running backs, and then the defense has to react. And that helps the quarterback read what the defense is doing and help them decipher what the defense is actually calling before the play even happens, before they even snap the ball. Okay, you're, you'll see that. You'll see that in, with the 49ers um, and that type of offense, right? Like most of the time, before the ball is snapped before the ball is even snapped the decision where the ball is going to be thrown has been made because there's so much motion between the running back between the receivers the way you have them a bunch in different formations um all of that is telling the court quarterback before the ball is even snapped it's telling them exactly what that defense is about to do and unfortunately the last couple of years with the way the the offensive was called with the seahawks i mean they were just making it easy for defenses to know what we were going to do on offense and it it would just make you know it, it is amazing how productive the seahawks teams were for the type of play calling we were getting i mean that just shows how great of the, the players that we have here are on offense now you give them get them in this type of offense um again i think you can just unlock so much more uh and it, it does make me excited about the future of this team because if again if mike mcdonald can just take the roster that we have right now on defense and just get them to play average level defense going from like near the bottom like ranked 27 to 28 if he can just get them somewhere around 15 16 that is going to give this team another win or two and then you uh bringing a guy in the offense that is actually innovative actually um you know making it hard on opposing defenses th- that's going to another add a win too and then we're talking about not a 9 win team we're talking about the type of team that I talked about this team could potentially be that this last year they potentially could have won up to 12 games right i mean think of about it alone those two games against the rams ugh, garbage right and we should have had those we should have had those guys just based on talent alone the talent just wasn't being utilized uh you get a couple of guys in here that actually utilize the the talent that you have on offense and defense then boom uh, there's another win or two. Then you're talking about being in the playoffs and then hopefully making a run once you're in there. All right. Okay. Well, I've gone on a lot. I've been, because I've been waiting to talk about this for a long time, I've been waiting to talk about that press conference. I've been waiting for them to actually hire, and now I get to talk about it. So, um, long episode here. And again, you know, football is still my favorite sport. So it's usually the one I'll probably go the longest on because I know the most about it. Uh, and it's the one I'm most passionate about. But, there you go. There's your Seahawks. There's your new hires. Um and I think we can start being excited about this team. There's a lot that we're gonna start finding out over the next week. They gotta make a decision on Gino. Um and what they're gonna do with his contract. Uh and then we're gonna start figuring out what they're gonna do with a lot of contracts uh after that. I think Gino will be the first on the board. Um, you know, they hired ryan grubb as the offensive coordinator uh i've been saying for the last two years that i really like michael Penix. does this increase their you know odds of uh or their interest in drafting a michael Penix? um you know some people are saying that he's going to be drafted not until the second or maybe even as late as the third round now i mean that honestly some of the scouts i follow because of his injury history don't even have him they list him as not draftable because of the injury history i think that is bogus i think michael penix is a top 15 pick easily uh just based on production does he have injury history in his past is he one of the oldest um quarterbacks coming out uh of colleges here yeah sure but you can't deny the talent that's there. Um you know, and again with the Geno contract, there's, there's so many weird things with that, right? I I hear everybody being worried about the the um uh the guarantee that it's going to happen if they they don't make a decision, you know, 5 days after the Super Bowl, then that um base salary becomes fully guaranteed. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing if they do hold on to him because they could trade him if they decide, Hey, we are going with somebody to, you know, we are drafting a quarterback in the first round that we want to go with right away. Uh, like, uh, Michael Penix or potentially, uh, you know, somebody like a JJ, Wright, or oh, I said JJ, Wright, JJ McCarthy. Um, you know, cause again, Mike McDonald, he's got his connection to, uh, Michigan was there when, jj mccarthy was a a true freshman so you know and and jim harbaugh keeps like throwing it out there he thinks that he should be the number one quarterback overall um you know if they decide to go with one of those guys and they they're really going to draft him in the middle of the first round and want them to be the starter right away you could trade geno uh a lot of people say why would you why would anybody want to trade geno look around what's happening in the nfl um just look over the production of the last two years who's who's more you know who who, who do you want more do you want baker mayfield or geno smith geno smith he's going to have that 12 million base salary and then he'll have the other salary that goes against the salary cap so he's going to be like 21 point something against the salary cap right so he'll have that 12 million base guarantee Okay. Do you think a team would like to trade for Geno Smith rather than having to pay? uh, You know, uh, I saw that. uh, I think Baker Mayfield's asking for forty-five million a year. If you can get uh, Geno Smith for twelve point one million a year, do you think a team might want to do that instead? And, and and trade uh you know just trade a, a draft pick you know like a mid-round draft pick for that i think it's very possible that, that a team would do that and would like to take on that contract because the way contracts are written out right um you know if the seahawks even if they do hold on to them after the the deadline where it was to cut them and hit that base salary becomes guaranteed that base salary becomes guaranteed uh and there will still be like another like 10 million that goes against the seahawks cap but if they did trade him then the rest of that cap that guarantee that's going over to the other team and then that 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 opens up that space um on your cap so just a lot of possibilities you know with the way they can do things with geno smith and that like really team-friendly contract that they have him on it'll be really interesting to see um again, it's only a week away, uh, you know, over the next week, we're going to figure out what their decisions on, Gino. it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, you know, what they do with that. Uh, okay. Uh, just some interesting things to think about. Uh, we'll be talking about all that kind of stuff a lot more very soon. I have a lot of plans to talk about off season stuff with Seahawks. Um, I, you know, we're going to talk, you know, players who should stay go you know like you know be cut or restructured we're, we're going to look at, into the contracts of that kind of stuff and and what this team can do to you know free up space and, and uh change and become a better roster for next year uh i'm going to do some mock draft things um not covering other people mock drafts but just do some of my own um mock drafts that i think i have a fun idea for doing them so we'll, we'll we'll be doing that. I love 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 the draft every year so it's going to be fun for me. Hopefully it'll be fun for you guys when we do that. Um uh, but yeah, that's uh you know, that's what we got coming up in the future and that's going to be it for this episode. Let me know what you think of these hires. What did you think about the hire for Aiden endured when you heard that one? Uh were you uh you know, did you think it was a wrong choice? Did you think it was the right choice? Or were you just like, okay, that's a choice? Uh, and then Ryan Grubb, same thing. Were you excited? Were you bummed? Were you neutral? I bet a lot of you are excited because I know a lot of you are Husky fans and you're excited to get the Husky coordinator in here. But let me know actually how you felt because I know, you know the, the people, you know, everybody's got different thoughts and I, I love to hear them all. All right, that is going to be the episode. So thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please uh, hit the like button, subscribe, uh, leave those comments. Please, if you're listening on the podcast version, please hit follow or subscribe and rate and review. That all helps out the show. And uh, again, thanks for listening to the Seattle Sports Show where we watch Legends Awaken. So take cover because with the sea of sound, you will see us rise to reign supreme and win for ever